Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Superview Show's Career Retrospectives. And I'm joined, as always, I will be joined by my good man, Kyle. He's right over here. Hey. Hey. Glad you could be here once again. And uh, we have this is our second installment here of doing what we call career retrospectives. And today's artist in particular is Blink 182. Kyle, what specifically are we doing tonight? So this is going to be kind of the new uh, rundown for career retrospectives. We did a little different last week. We talked about one album. Uh, I believe we're just going to from now on be discussing the full. Uh, career discography of uh, each band. So today we're going to be focused on Blink-182. Uh, we're going to you know, start from their first album, You know, discuss uh, some thoughts about each album, high points, low points, just overall thoughts, impressions. And uh, by the end, we're going to have each of our definitive rankings of our Blink-182 albums. Awesome. Cannot wait. <laughs> so I, uh, I'm. do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? How do you want to do this? Uh, you know, let's just start at uh, Cheshire Cat, and uh, you want to go first? Do you have any highlights that you have from that one? Yeah, let me let me get uh, let me get it for you. Hold on, because uh, yeah. for and full disclosure to everyone, I am not, and I I do love Blink One Eighty Two. I'm not like I'm not like a super fan, I would say, but I do love their work quite a bit, and I do know I, I know the hits, I know the albums, but going doing this was really an interesting thing for me personally. So let's jump over to their first album as I put up for all of you as well. Yeah, they uh, definitely got me back to listening to some things I haven't heard from them in quite a while for uh, various reasons I'll get into. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I to be honest, I, this is my, my first run through of this album was like, holy cow. And this is, this is Blink-182, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and just so, you know, if anyone's questioning, we are, Starting here, we agreed upon that Buddha is not an album. We're only going through studio, official studio albums. Buddha is demos. There's so we're not starting there. Yeah, I don't no. Care what uh, Mark Hoppus might say, it's demos. But uh, yes, sorry, Mark. <laughs> there are eight studio albums. Yeah, which ironically enough, like we we talked about before we started going on live tonight was. The fact that their eighth album was called Nine, it's just, it's strange, but we'll get to um, we'll it. Yeah. But overall, I, I got my initial impressions were of, of their debut album um, by Blink 182. I got to tell you, it was a, a slight, I mean, I, 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 I felt like I knew it because I, I was, it's my first time listening to this album from start to finish, but like, I got to tell you, Kyle, like this was a lot of fun. I got to say that one thing that I, yeah, (laughs) you're going to get to your stuff in a sec too. I know that, but like, I got to tell you, I, I knew some of the tracks, I knew M&Ms, I knew um, wasting time, the two singles that were released, but that outside of that, I was very, I was very exposed to like new things and things that I didn't really, I weren't really aware about Blink-182 initially. I was like, this it was was, for me personally, it was just a really well-rounded, great introduction to the, to, uh, to Blink-182. And I really, I I liked it overall. What, what, what did you think? So my overall thoughts on this album, it's, it's fun. I wouldn't say it's a great album. I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd even call it a good album, if I'm going to be honest, 
Um, It's messy. It has a lot of songs have trouble with transitions, I feel. Like one song will be headed one way and then out out of nowhere, it's completely different, but it doesn't transition well. My biggest problem with the album, Tom's vocals are awful (laughs) on just about every song he's on. Now, that's not to say that this album doesn't have its merit because there are there are some great songs on this album. It's a fun album. Uh, you know, there are some songs that you can hear and be like, oh, this is where, you know, Blink is headed. But overall, like it, this album, to me, it's fun. It doesn't hit the mark for a lot of it. And a lot of the songs sound very much the same going through it, particularly the drums. You know, pre-Travis, this is, you know, not saying Scott was a bad drummer because he's not. The drums are fine. There's just not much going on. A lot of songs sound the same. So, I mean, if you want to get into high points, my high points of this album, really the big songs, the, the three main songs from it, Carousel, Eminem's, Wasting Time. Great songs. And they all really give a good view of this is where Blink's going. This is what they are. Other song I want to talk about that I would give an honorable mention. The song Just About Done. It is just a couple minutes of just a tribal beat, which I appreciated. It was a it was the only song thing that sounded different. And then uh, you know, what more could you ask for than just Mark and Tom just screaming? Screaming random nonsense and yelling for a couple minutes. Yeah, all right. That, that sounds uh sounds good. Yeah, um, because I, I mean, it was m- m- me getting into it. I was like, I couldn't really get into it too much, but you know, I mean, I, I, I definitely, I, I definitely see where you're coming from, though. It is not a pop punk album. It is a almost you know more watered down traditional punk. Um, really, the pop aspects aren't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, low points. The song strings. I can't stand that song. Uh, another song, Does My Breath Smell? Don't care for it. TV. Uh, there's a handful I don't care for. Overall, I'd probably put this as number eight on my personal list. All right, yeah. I'm going to, I'm definitely going to agree with you on that. I'm going to put it at my at number eight as well, just letting you know. So. Why don't you uh why, why don't you give your next impressions on um Dude Ranch and I will uh let you go first, okay? So Dude Ranch. This, in my opinion, is the album where Blink 182 became Blink 182. This is the album, it brought us their first what I could call classic songs, you know, damn it being their biggest song at this point uh, really is what catapulted them to fame, even even down to the music video. Classic music video. Everything about it was great. It was fun. This album doesn't have many low points, but I will say a lot of the songs kind of has the same thing going on as Cheshire Cat, where they sound the same, but not in a bad way. 
they're fun songs. You have a much more cohesive album than the first. Definitely step up in quality, even in terms as far as production goes, which you know you would expect as a band gets bigger. Um, Tom no longer sounds bad. Most of the songs he sounds good on here. Um, you know, still not great. Tom has never been like a fantastic singer, but got some memorable hooks and it's the, even the drums better, more creative. Um, you know, highlights for me, definitely damn it. Uh, Josie, uh, Dick lips and uh, a new hope would be an honorable mention for me. Yeah, I'm definitely on the same boat as you as on this for most of the, I, I agree with you a lot on this actually, um, to be honest with you. Uh, Josie is a, a good one as well. Uh, I, damn it. Obviously a classic as well, but um, w- one of my favorites personally, and it, it's one of the singles I got released. One of the singles I got released was apple shampoo. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I like it. It's, it's, you know, it is, yeah. it's, it's good. I like it. Um, so some of the songs on there, like I, I wasn't as familiar with it. If we go down the track listing here. It's definitely um, an album. That they, they, yeah. I, I wouldn't say it's like super long track listing, but there's definitely more there than, uh, than one would have originally thought, I guess. Like if you didn't really know the album much. Beforehand. Yeah. Uh, only song that I really don't care much for that I skip a lot is degenerate. I don't know something about it. I can't really pinpoint it. It just never, like ripped my attention. Yeah. Yeah. I, to for me, and I hate to be this kind of guy, but like outside of the singles for like, um, outside of like, damn it, uh, Apple shampoo, Josie, a new hope. And, um, what was the other one? I, I, I really like, I really liked, I, I liked untitled a little bit personally, yes, but, yeah. um, yeah, uh, there, the, the, there are fun tracks. I like on here. I mean, I like the, the standout tracks for me are probably those to be honest with you. Yeah, that they're definitely the standouts, and I, I think for a reason. Like they're these are the songs that really they got big on, and there's a reason for it. It's when they really started to get what would become the Blink 182 formula, um, and I think that they would just go on to perfect that in future albums. Uh, for me personally, I would put this in my ranking as uh, number seven. All right, I mean, so this is your number seven. I'm gonna. I don't know. I'm gonna say honestly, like it's. Hey, your ranking could be changed by the end if you want to uh, edit it. That's true. Yeah, um, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna put this actually as my number six for now. Put a one one above you, for now. That's a fair placement. A lot of people really do like this album, especially older fans. And yeah. I definitely get it. It's it's a fun album. Um, you know, what I really like about this album is it managed to take in their first album, you know, they didn't have the big budget for production yet. When I was listening to that, it reminded me of my really bad high school band. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, this is probably what we would have, uh, sounded like if we recorded an album in an actual recording studio. (laughs) Not great. Um, but on this album, they managed to take that, like, bunch of friends in a band sound and make the production on it a little better so it's like oh this is actually you listen to this is an actual band this is like this is the real thing now yeah i i definitely feel the same way about it i mean like it's 
now where I'm going to put for, now what I'm going to put for my number seven is definitely something to uh, wait and see. But I definitely, definitely, I like it a lot. It's fun, you know. It, it def- I agree with I just agree with a lot of the things you're saying. That's all. <laughs> That's the best I can say. Now, I will say from here, from this point in our uh, conversations, mm-hmm. I may have some controversial opinions coming up that may uh, may rub some people the wrong way. All right, but that's fine. We'll get to that. Uh, so, I mean, I guess that really segues us into Enema of the State. Uh, you want to start that one? Sure, I'll start off on this one. First off, I guess the cover always got to me. It was pretty, it's, like, it's just something that's pretty funny to it's me. It's like, wow. About it that it just, it's so, I guess you only describe it. It's so Blink-182. It's so, like, late 90s, early 2000s, like, fun like fun teen movie pop punk like remember the old american pie movies like the soundtracks always be just the entire soundtrack pop punk like 182 green day and like that album cover it, it just it speaks to that so much oh yeah no it's definitely definitely one of those one of those album covers like it just grabs your attention immediately um i gotta say uh, this is this has more of like the more of the Driving hits that we all know, Blink One Eighty Two Four. I uh, was with obviously, what's my age again? All the small things, Adam Song. You know, all very. I'm sure they're. Pro- I haven't seen them live, but I'm sure they're live staples of their shows as well. And you know, um, honestly, I, 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 this is the one. Um, like another one, one of my favorites. I think is it is going away to going away to college on this album. Is that correct? Yes, it is. I love that song. Me too. That is it's one of my so great. Um, it, it's so I feel like in terms of their mainstream songs it is so overlooked it is oh, such yeah. a good song uh, honestly one of their best in my opinion yeah I completely agree I mean like that that the good was it going away to college was the other one aliens exist mutt I I like those those are I mean they're, they're like lesser known on the album I guess you could say but like they're great yeah the thing with this album is there's not a bad song on this album I know when I was like listening through everything, I was trying to come up with like low points. And I was trying to be fair. Like I was doing my best to be fair and like even on a classic iconic album that I love, I've loved for you know years and years. I try to come up with well, is there a low point? Like, are there songs I don't really care for much? And there wasn't. There's not a song on this album that's a low point. It is great front to back. It's like the perfect runtime. There's no filler. It's yeah. every song on it is amazing. Uh, there's a reason that it's one of the most iconic pop punk albums of all time. This is talk about uh, when I talk about Dude Ranch, talk about the Blink 182 formula. This is where they perfected it. This is the album they brought in, uh, they brought in Travis, and it, that just whatever missing part of the formula there was, it's it there. Yeah, like, and I, I'm, I'm looking at the track list because I couldn't remember for some reason I couldn't remember all like all the songs, but like Dumpweed, like Anthem. These are all you're this you're absolutely right. These are just great songs. And it, it, there's one thing that Blink Two knows how to do. And I don't think they've ever had an album where this was not the case. Their album openers are all fantastic. Yeah, they have never opened an album with. A song that doesn't like immediately grab your attention 
I, I agree with that. I mean, the moment I, I mean, we'll get to like California and uh, nine in a little bit, but yeah, like definitely that's definitely up there for me. So. So, I mean, for me, my personal highlights of this album, going away to college, Adam song and the party song. Another song that I think gets really overlooked. If there's any song in the album that to me is just dumb fun, it's the party song. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I second that notion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least to me, I don't think there's much more for me to say that hasn't already been said a million times before about this album. It's, it's a classic. Definitely. I mean, I, I, the big question is though, Kyle, where does this rank for you in your top eight of all the Blink-22 albums? Number two. Number two. Oh, number one. Really? After all that praise, I just gave it. This is not number one. Wow. I, I, I think I know where you're going with this, but we'll have to see. Of course, as time goes on, I'm actually, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna, I wonder if, I wonder if we're going to like agree on a lot of this stuff to be honest with you, because my, this set my number two as well, Okay. but, but my number three and four and one might surprise you. Let's put it that way. I, I agree. This is a great album, but we'll see. I mean, I'm curious to see where we go here. From here so. I have a, I have a very controversial ranking of Blink-182 albums. So okay. if you can see if we're on the same page. All right. And uh, uh, the next, are we all good with, uh, and and. And Enema? How do you say it? I'm sorry. Enema. Enema of the state. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'm good. I'm good on that one. If you are, I don't think there's really much more for me to add on it. It's just, it's it's such a classic. It it really it's just it's it's up there for me as yeah. like, that's why I put it as number two as well. But yeah. uh, we'll we'll see how the the next one goes. Fun music videos and everything about it is so good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let's go back to uh, where we were before. Hold on. Uh, let's go ahead to their next album, which I I highly rank as well, uh, personally as well. But we'll see where we'll see we'll see where Kyle and I go with from here. Um, take off your pants and jacket in two thousand and one. Yes, yes. So this, I'll just start off by saying this album, if Anima of the State perfected the Blink-182 formula. This just kept it going. There's really, it's another fantastic album. Follows pretty much exactly where Enema of the State left off, even having the opening song be Anthem Part 2, which in my opinion, even better than the first one. Really? Okay. I'll start off by saying that. So, I mean, you go ahead and add some thoughts from your end there. I got to tell you, Anthem Part 2, I agree with you on that. I mean, the classic song, I, mean, I think I, at this stage of the game, the first date is a classic first date song. I mean, I mean, for those of you who watch my show and understand where I'm coming from when I say this, but on my first date recently with my, with, you know, when I, when I first started out my, going out with my girl, the first song I played was First Date. And how convenient that was for me personally, I thought, and she's like, what is it? That's First Date. <laughs> um I thought it was great. And other standouts to me are like the rock show, a classic. I, 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 I wouldn't want to say classic, but it's just, it's just that good. It's just that great of a song. Um, I do like give me one good reason and shut up. Yep. Those are great as well. 
Uh, happy holidays, you bastards. A funny one for me. I like that personally. Um, yeah. yeah. And there's just, I don't know. That's those are a couple standouts for me personally. So I do, I actually do want to backtrack for a second. Sure. Um, let's bring up Enema of the State, Adam's song. We talked about it briefly. Yeah. Is the song that showed that Blink 182 could do serious songs for the really first time in their, you know, in their career. Yeah. They had never done a serious song for and they did it great. Uh, again, they continue on this album, Stay Together for the Kids. Great song. I don't think it hit, you know, for, for me personally, uh, you know, not having gone through that situation, it didn't hit as hard for me personally. It's a great song. Uh, I do think Adam's song is better, but I love that we can still see Blink taking on a more serious side. Um, for me, my highlights, Anthem Part 2, probably my favorite album, op- album opener from them, uh, Reckless Abandon, Shut Up, and then an honorable mention close to the top three, Give Me One Good Reason. Um, but again, this second album in a row, I could not find a song that I would consider a low point of this album. And that is pretty difficult to do, to have two albums back to back that there's not a single song on it that I would skip. And not just that, but having two iconic albums back to back, is, it's crazy. You know, there, there are bands that have done it before, but usually, you don't get that. You don't get two fully iconic, like groundbreaking albums back to back. Yeah. It's definitely more rare nowadays too. Yeah. And I think it was actually the, I think it was the video for the rock show that the label just gave them a bunch of money and they just went around the streets, throwing it around and just throwing it off roofs and stuff. It was amazing. I'm pretty sure it was that song. I, you know, I'm not a big, music video person anymore. I used to be back in the day and I just kind of fell off the videos. But also this album really brought the Blink-182 joke songs to the forefront. I mean, Happy Holidays, You Bastards is hysterical. I don't know if you ever heard the uh, the bonus tracks from each different version. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the song Fuck a Dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's so stupid, but it's hysterical. And there's nothing yeah. more Blink-182 than that. I agree. I agree. Could not agree with that more. I mean, but the title, fuck a dog, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's such a Blink-182 album. Uh, that said, I don't think it's as good as Animal of the State. All right. I, you know, it's it still definitely rivals it. I just think that. Every, like every song on Enema of the State hit like so hard front to back. This album does too. I just think to a slightly lesser extent. I think like the highs of Enema were higher than the highs on this album, if that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I definitely definitely see where you're coming from with that. So uh, where would you rank this one? Man, personally, I... I'm looking at my my own reference sheet of where how I personally rank them. Take off your pants and jacket. I actually put. You might think I'm crazy. I put it at number three. 
personally because okay. it, it, it has some nostalgia for me as well like of like you know I was I, I'm 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 much I'm a little bit younger than you, but like I remember some of these songs on the radio as well, like main mainstream stuff at least, because it was like oh I was I was just in the age old enough to like oh Blink One Eighty Two yeah, <laughs> so well, do I have a surprise for you because I also put it as number three. Oh my god! <laughs> well, as number three, just because it's you know like I said, it's not not quite the level of Animal of the State, but it's it's right there. Yeah. It's so definitely I, up there for sure. It, it's another classic, timeless album. Again, you listen to it today; it sounds like it could have just come out yesterday. Like it, it holds up. It, it doesn't sound dated. It doesn't sound like an early two thousands album. No. It still holds up, especially with the resurgence of uh, Travis Barker. Is just a genre at this point. He seems to work with everyone. Like you, you turn on like Spotify. It's like new Travis Barker feature and like a TikTok pop punk song, and it's. It, it all sounds like this era of Blink now. So, I mean, it, it obviously has staying power and it's it's great. I just think that Enema has the little one-up on it. Yeah, especially the fact that, um, what's his face? Uh, you said Travis Barker. He's, I, if, you, if, you, if you're living under a rock and are not aware of this, Travis Barker is everywhere nowadays. It's ridiculous. If you do anything, the dude is just... I, he, like, single-handedly revived pop punk in the past, like, two years. I don't know what happened but he's now just he's everywhere you, you can't get away from the guy at this point and like Not those of you yeah i was gonna say like for those of you who are living under rocks still that the machine gun kelly album tickets to my downfall he's the drummer on the album produced it and he, yeah he's right i mean even that uh the tiktoks are Jaden. oh yeah Jaden. Uh, yeah the first guy signed to travis's new record label uh it, you know his album it was good too. It, it sounds like Blink. There's even a song that samples uh, uh, a song that sampled "Feeling This" on one of his songs. It's great. Yeah. yeah, I agree. It's just uh, all around. Travis Barker, if you're listening, call us at um, that superview show at gmail.com so you can contact us there. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. <laughs> I hear you'll get on anything. Hey, I mean, you're in a band too. I mean, so why not just call him? <laughs> Post a song on TikTok. Be like, hey, Travis, we need you. Travis, we need you. Contact us now. <laughs> Follow the link in the description. <laughs> All right, let's go over to 2003. Too. Uh, to be honest, when I, I I do love this album a lot. I mean, there's a couple standout tracks as well. I'll get into it in a second. But the, the fact that it's untitled still to this day is actually truly amazing. So the fact to me that generally when a band puts out an album without a title, they call it self-titled. Yeah. Untitled. So I always thought that was an interesting thing. I don't know if that was from the band's perspective, it was untitled or if it was, you know, the fans just decided it was untitled and ran with it. But, right. you know, it's a great album. Uh, my thoughts are a little controversial, so I'm going to let you take this one first. Yeah, I mean, it's it definitely uh, it definitely holds up to me personally. I mean, some of the standout tracks we're getting to that right now, but like the standout tracks like are, I mean, they definitely had some like obviously I miss you feeling this down. I, I like always as well. Uh, Stockholm syndrome. Like there's just there's a couple standouts to me personally. I mean, which one stand out to you? To me, the standouts are feeling this. I miss you, and always down is also good. 
I'm going to be that guy. I don't like Stockholm Syndrome. Okay. Uh, I don't like violence that much. Um, okay. I am not a big fan of this album. Really? Outside of Homeless, I Miss You Down and Always. I don't listen to any of this album. Interesting. I know okay. this is like every, I know this is most people's like, this is the Blink album. This is, <laughs> to me, it's just, I like Blink when they're having fun. This album lacks that. It's definitely more serious and it's definitely more dark. And it, it kind of shows like, you know, they, they broke up for the first time after this album. They were doing an album. I don't know if you noticed, but every album we've done only had a two year span between it. So I think at this point they were getting burnt out. And I think that it started to show. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say in the songwriting because I, you know, unbiasedly toward this album, the songwriting is great. The songs just aren't for me personally. But uh, that's my hot take on it. I only really like those three or four songs. Um, All right. I mean, the ones I specifically don't like, I really don't care for Easy Target. And I really, really don't like all of this. That is probably my least favorite Blink-182 song of all time, and that's counting, um, you know, early work and demos, things like that. Yeah. I just really dislike the song. It's all good. It's all good. I mean, so that's where I stand on this album. Uh, It's classic. It introduced this perfect logo, great logo. I love the album artwork, but to me, it's just, it's it's just not for me. And I know that's a lot of people, this is a lot of people. Actually, I would say it's probably most people's number one Blink-22 album. And I I get why. Yeah, go ahead. I get why, but it's just, I don't know, like this one, this one feels dated to me, oddly enough. There's a couple songs that I hear them and I don't think it sounds as old as it is. Like the ones I mentioned, like I think, you know, I Miss You, I feel like feels a little old. But I feel like a lot of these songs don't hold up as well. I don't know if that's just my bias talking, but like, I don't know. Yeah, I definitely see where you're coming from though with like, I I Miss You was a big hit as well off the album in 2003. You go to any emo night and everyone you know, screams along that song. It's, it's a staple. It's still a live staple to this day, even without Tom on vocals. It's the great songs are amazing. Like the big songs from this album, I think are some of the best they've ever written. Um, I do think that you could tell that they were going through like hardships as a band at this point. Yeah. I think they came through in the songs. It's definitely not a fun album. Yeah, I mean, it's like, feeling this is obviously fun. I mean, for the most part. And like, there's a couple other ones that, like. Yeah, go on. No, yeah. I was going to say, like, feeling this is like the only, the only really song I could think of on the album that, like, stands out to me is like a typical, you know, Blink 182 song. <laughs> and I think that's what got me about this album is, you know, maybe, maybe I was wrong. Feeling this might be my favorite Blink opener. Uh, but I think that what brings it down for me is they start off the album with this fun song, like, oh, here we go. And then it just doesn't go anywhere with, with that. It just goes into more serious, dark things. And then 
this is kind of where they started experimenting. Like this is definitely where they started experimenting and where it would eventually go to Tom's side projects, eventually go like Angels and Airwaves sound. And yeah, it, it seems like to me, there's a little too much experimenting going on and a little too much of a departure. Mm -hmm. But again, it's a great album. The drumming is incredible. I, I, like Travis really stepped it up here. There's no denying that. Yeah. But uh, where where do you think you'd rank yours? Just really two more side notes for Blink One Eight Two's Untitled album. Um, I was just I'm looking at the notes here as well. I didn't realize that this was their longest album at 49 minutes. I didn't realize that until now. So that's well, not that stood out to me, but I guess it is longer in California. I was thinking of the. Yeah, the, the deluxe California. <laughs> right. The, 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 yeah, that one's really long, but this one is. Yeah. Um, and one thing that you pointed out, though, as, as well, was the uh, the album artwork. I mean, that's to me, when I think of Blink 182, that's what I think of. I think of that logo that's, you know, your background and as well as the album cover as well. I love the logo. It's it's one of the all time great band logos. Uh, you yeah. know, there's a lot of incredible bands out there, but a lot of them don't have memorable logos i i'll even go as far as say you know as we talked about last week green day is my favorite band yeah they don't have just like a logo that you see and you're like oh that's green day yeah they have the american idiot heart grenade but that's that's one album you know like this logo has just been their thing ever since this time they still use this logo to this day there's really yeah. not many bands that be like you know like kiss has the their kiss logo the chili yeah. peppers have theirs and you know blink they it's great. They found it like an aesthetically pleasing logo that looks cool. It works on almost anything they want to put it on. And it, it's iconic. It really is. To me, though, the, the artwork for this one is more iconic than the music to me personally, outside of a couple songs. I tend to agree with that, actually. Truthfully, I agree with that point. Um, but where I'd rank it, um, out of the eight albums they've had, Ah, man, I'm going to say personally, you might think I'm crazy. And I'm only saying this because I, I, I'm, I'm more exposed to this than I am the next couple. But okay. I'm going to say that I'm going to put it at number five only because <laughs> I know I'm, gi I'm giving I'm giving a lot uh, of like. I also had it as number five. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Really? I also had it as number five. Look, even on my uh, my pre-recording notes, wherever uh, won't show up to the piece of paper, but that's right. <laughs> number five, that's crazy. That's weird. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> great minds think alike. I guess I don't know, but um, but yeah, Blink One Eighty Two, untitled album, love to see it. I I I do like. I can't believe we both put it number five. That's actually pretty funny. I thought definitely you would have had it higher because so many people they're like, this is this is Blink One Eighty Two's best album. It, yeah. But, I mean, like for me, for me, it's like I, I, I have a little bit better of a taste, I guess, compared to like other ones. But let's talk about neighborhoods back in 2011. Okay. Yeah. So I was going to take, I'm not sure if you were a Blink-22 fan at this point in time. I was a Blink-22 fan. I'd, I, I had honestly, you know, I'd always been like a, a fan of like their hits. But like this was around the time before this album came out. Yeah. Was why I started to really get into them. So this album was weird for me. Okay. Uh, they released 
the album, but also at the same time released the deluxe edition. But really, nobody listened to the standard edition because the deluxe edition, the songs weren't just extra songs at the end. They actually made it more of a cohesive album. Like, it, like they put the bonus tracks in the middle of the album. And it, I don't ever hear anyone listening to the, the standard. It, I never knew anyone that owned the standard. Uh, you know, this is back when people were still buying CDs, which, you know, I still collect them and everything. But back then, everyone had the deluxe. I never even saw the standard in the store for a while. So it was just a weird decision to me on that front. But musically, it was just so odd. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know what they were going for. Uh, you know, Tom was back. You know, they, they all got together. They did their side projects for years. And, you know, there's eight years or so between albums. Uh, pretty crazy. Um, I'll let you give your thoughts before we get into tracks. But I just wanted to lead it off with that. It was just a weird weird uh decision on there and i thought so you I, when i listen to it i will say that i rated it based on the deluxe edition because that's what i feel like most people know okay i am in the same boat as you it was listening to it recently for the first time actually it just was strange to me it was less like it just, it was, it, the best way to describe it was it was weird. It was a weird album overall for me. I, I, the points you were making, like with, with Tom coming back and whatnot. And, and, for like, and also, didn't they take a gap between their last album and this album? Is that correct? Yeah, they broke up between the two albums. Uh, you know, Tom left the band and he went off to Boxcar Racer with Travis and then Mark did Plus 44 with Travis. So, like, for a while, Travis just seemed to be like that, uh, the kid with like the divorced parents just going off doing whatever on different weekends. But, uh, you know, they, this was their reunion. This was their like reunion album. Then they actually, I actually saw them on this tour. My first time seeing them live was on the, the uh, tour for this. It was them and My Chemical Romance co-headliner. Oh, wow. Um, and that's really when I had started getting, like I said, into Blink-182 a lot. So to have this be their reunion album didn't feel right to me. Uh, it's, it's okay. I think it has some good songs. But to me, this is more, seemed like Tom had a lot of control on this album. Uh, it's very reminiscent of Angels and Airwaves. I think he took way too much of that influence and tried to like shoehorn it into Blink. Like there's really not many Blink sounding songs on this album. Yeah. Yeah. I tend to agree with you on that. Actually. It's uh, definitely not. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it for what it was, but it wasn't like the actual like Blink 182 sounding or type of album. I mean, it's up to other people, but I mean, I, I, I still like it. I like because I, I love Blink One Eighty Two, but that's, that's that's really all I got. So, but uh, but getting to the track listing, though, I mean, I mean, a couple stand out to me as well, like "Up All Night," "After Midnight," just an interview. But like, that's honestly outside of the the, the singles that got released, that's really all I got. For, yeah. Like the rest, they kind of fell flat. 
I, and I'm not surprised that you, you, had, you had said that uh, you hadn't listened to this album before, and I'm not surprised. It's it's an album that really kind of got pushed away from. I think the the band they don't play anything from this album anymore. Uh, can't remember the last time they did. It might have even been this tour. Uh, but again, the singles were the only songs that really were any any bit memorable. I mean, yeah. Ghost on the Dance Floor, that was a good one. Up All Night and After Midnight, also great. The one that I do also want to point out that was a pleasant surprise, uh, Hearts All Gone. That is probably the most traditional Blink-sounding thing we got from this album. Even that, it's still not as, uh, not as fun as the others, but it's the most fun thing on here. Yeah. Now, on the flip side, this is the album where I probably have the most least favorite songs from. I think they hit a lot of low points here. Yeah. Now, this one, for whatever reason, in recent years, I noticed became a fan, like a fan cult favorite, Wishing Well. I never understood the appeal. I don't think it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also don't care for Snake Charmer and Fighting the Gravity, which... Again, those are on the deluxe. They were deluxe tracks. So I don't know what the decision was to put them on there because I think that the album would have overall been better without those two because the only other deluxe track other than random interlude that was also unneeded is Even If She Falls. And that's the only bonus track that I think is any great. I think if it's put on an 11-song album, that would have been better than this because I really don't like Snake Charmer and I don't like Fighting the Gravity and the Hearts All Gone interlude totally unnecessary <laughs> it's, it was again weird decision I think it was a weird period for the band uh, definitely definitely is more to me Angels and Airwaves influenced than it is Blink influenced at all <laughs> and also one thing I want to point out which I'm not sure like you were aware of this, they did not record this album together. They recorded this album from all different studios. They would just record things, send it back and forth to each other. And I think that really comes across. Like they don't seem like they have chemistry on the album. And I think it came across that that was the case. Like it seemed like they wrote songs just to write it and were like, oh, let's send this to him. Now you, you record this. And, you know, they were never actually in the studio together making this. Yeah, you, you definitely need that chemistry if you're going to make any any song. So, yeah. um, so big question, big yeah. big big question. Where does this rank for you amongst your Blink One Eighty Two albums? Number six. Number six. Interesting. Number six. It's. I will say I like it more than Dude Ranch. Um. I, you know, I think that I was a little critical of it just now but as a whole i think that it's an easier and more what's what i'm looking for more listener friendly thing to hear than dude ranch was like dude ranch was fun it was great i do you know this album does have good lyrics uh lyrically it's definitely much better it's a more mature band um and the songs i do like i do really like up all night after midnight they're both fantastic songs. They're both, you know, I would put them in the top link songs, but it's just the rest of the album doesn't 
hold up together that well. Right. So well, you, where are you putting it? You're gonna think I'm crazy, but I, I didn't put it number six. I put it number seven. That's fair. Because I, I did think about that too. Yeah, like mainly because like I just I had only listened to it for the first time like this past week before mm. before we did this, like yep. it just it wasn't like what I wanted either. Like it was, it was like you said, it was a very weird time. I didn't even know they were recording in separate studios. That just it signifies in the final product to me, but. Yep. Yeah. It, I remember being let down when this album came out. I remember yeah. I was excited for it. It came out, I listened to it and then I hardly listened to it ever again. Uh, again, I only come back to those handful of songs and occasionally maybe one extra. But I pretty much avoid it. And I I don't want to say avoid it as in like, oh, it's terrible. I'll never hear it. I just never have like the urge to go back and listen to it. I will say that after this, and we're not going to get into the EPs, they did do the Dogs Eating Dogs EP, which was significantly better, in my opinion, than this was. And I believe they did record that all together. I think that might be a reason why. You know, that it was a great EP. you know, and that was right before Tom left the band again, which I guess that segues us into their second return album, their second comeback. Oh, yeah. Here we go. And, I, I, uh, I, I cannot wait to talk about this. Let's put it that way. I'm so excited. I know you're a big fan, so I'll let you uh, kick this one off. All right. So California. I actually, to be honest, you're, you might think I'm crazy for this. This is the first Blink-182 album I bought physically with it as a CD. So I was like, all right, you know, because I, I, I knew them for a while. But this is the first one I bought on a CD. And holy God. What a fun. Did you get, I'm curious. What's that? Did you get the, uh, the original or the deluxe? I did not get the deluxe. Okay. The, the white I, kind. I, not, yeah. I ended up getting both because I ended up, I bought this the day it came out and then I bought the deluxe a year later when that came out. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lot of great tracks on this album, but I got to tell you, like I, I got the white cover. I didn't get the black yep. California cover. Yeah. The, the deluxe. What an album. Oh mm. my God. Like you and I probably got a lot to say on this, but Oh my God. Like there are some fantastic songs on this record, on this album, just in general. There's everything from the opening track, Cynical, which was great. Bored yeah. to Death, come on, she's out of her mind. And then it just from there, it went it got, to me, like some other, some standouts were like Los Angeles, built this pool, it's 16 seconds, but it's great. It's hysterical. Yeah, it's like we've been want to see some naked dudes. It's just, it's fun. It's a fun, like 16 That's what this second whole thing. Album is. It's fun. Like, there's one word to describe this album. It's fun. I think it's probably the most fun thing as a whole that they put out. You know, the addition of Matt was great. Uh, I think yeah. he does a great job, you know, in Tom's place. I uh, word on the street is the rumors that. Tom might be coming back in some form. You know, I'd like to see them come, like do something as a, like a four piece band. That'd be cool. That'd be but cool. honestly, 
be fine if Tom never comes back. Matt has been doing an incredible job, and this album, I, I, you know, I was skeptical going into it, of course, because I was like, Timmy, before they announced they are going to be like replacing him, I was like, yeah, Blink-182 is Mark, Tom, and Travis. It's is what it is, you know? So I went yeah. in skeptical, and I heard Bored to Death, and, you know, I wasn't too blown away by it, you know, I was like, lead single, I was like, all right, it's all right. Then the album came out, and I listened to it. Let me tell you, this album was my album of the summer for 2016. Really? Me and my friends, we listened to nothing like but this album that summer. It was like so good, such like good times with it. Uh, it's really not like much more to say other than that. It's it's fun. It's Blink 22 getting back to doing what they do best, having fun and making stupid jokes. Now, I know there are criticisms from people about uh, John Feldman's production, specifically the amount of na-na's and la-la's on the album. Who cares? They're fun. Like, you know, if you want serious music, go back, listen to Untitled, go back, listen to Neighborhoods. When I listen to Blink, I want to hear fun things. Now, I will say, here's my one criticism of the album. Only one. It's weird to hear like 40-year-old dudes singing about being teenage satellites and being kings of the weekend. It's a little cringy. They're old. You know, it's it does come off a little bit odd. I see. But it's still fun. Because you know it's going to be a lot of kids finding them through this. You know, like it's going to be a lot of kids hearing Blink for the first time from this album. And I'm sure it did. I'm sure a lot of kids got brought into it from this. I, everything you said and more, <laughs> like, it's just, it's just, it's, a, it's fun. And like, like I, I, going back to my standout tracks, like I probably listened to this album more than any other Blink-22 album, to be honest with you. Because like, everything from Cynical, Bored to Death, like the, the ones I listen to, like almost on a daily basis. Cynical, bored to death. She's out of her mind. Los Angeles built this pool. Yes, I said it. Um, so San Diego and the title track, California. Wow. Very interesting because we have very different highlights from this album. Yeah. First of all, I, I want to point out, I did not know until just now looking at this that Patrick Stump was a writer on Sober. That's interesting. It's a great song. I love that song. Uh, but my standouts... I try to do like top three standouts from uh, each album. My top three, No Future. That's like a, a deep cut from the album. Gets like overlooked a lot. Mm-hmm. So fun. The chorus is like so bouncy and fun. She's out of her mind. Great one. And San Diego. Top three for me. Uh, San oh, Diego yeah. is like one of the only serious songs on the album. Uh, but it does it so well. Which... I see Patrick Stump also wrote, co-wrote that one as well. Uh, he did a great that? job co-writing this. Uh, yeah. Also, my, you know, I, I will touch upon the deluxe in a little bit here, but low points for me. Interestingly, you mentioned Los Angeles. I'm not a fan of the song Los Angeles very much. It's okay. Uh, and then Left Alone. Left Alone, I feel like, is the one filler song on the album. Yeah. I could do without it. I don't think the album really needed it. 
but it's all right. It's not a bad song. Like some of the songs are bad. They're just kind of, you know. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair point. Do you have any songs on the album that you're uh, like low points to you? Any low points on the regular standard edition? Uh, probably. I really, honest to God, can't really think of one. I, I mean, I, the lowest I would go, like I don't really rank the songs like necessarily like one out of ten, but like, like some, I know some people do, but like I was gonna say, like the only thing that, like, I, like maybe Left Alone, that's about it. Uh, I just, I love this album. It's just, it's so yeah. fun. It's your even Left Alone. I never skip it because usually when I listen to this album, it's one of the albums I listen to front to back. So yeah. like when it comes on, I, I never think about skipping. It's just the one song I'm like, yeah, probably didn't need it. But I generally don't skip it. Now, the deluxe edition. Yeah, let's talk about that. Not as good in my opinion. I was a little let down with it. I see why it was deluxe. Uh, highlights from that for me would have been Hey, I'm Sorry, which is one of the Best Blink-182 songs. Should have been a single. Should have been on the original version of the album. Uh, Parking Lot and Good Old Days. Good Old Days makes me feel very uh, nostalgic. Uh, low points from there. Bottom of the Ocean and Last Train Home. Not a fan of. Bored uh, to Death live and acoustic. I, you know, it's, it's a live acoustic version of Bored to Death. It could have done without it. Uh, Yeah. The the deluxe for me, I mean, personally, I I haven't like fully dove into the deluxe because I only I I love the original as the standard cut so much. I would say I'd have to say like the most, like the only you're gonna laugh at me. The only thing I've really listened to off that peaked that that caught my eye was actually the live and acoustic board to death because I have a which is funny enough because I actually. I have a, like a coffee house, acoustic guitar, acoustic songs playlist on, on Spotify. Yeah. And I added that in there. Cause I was like, all right, it's an acoustic. I'm looking for like punk rock songs. that went acoustic, like good, good yeah. by green day and whatnot. And that yeah. was one of them. So. So if you've ever listened to the deluxe edition, I highly recommend doing it. If you like California, cause you probably will really yeah. like it. Uh, right. I don't think it's good. Now in terms of my ranking, I didn't take the deluxe into consideration cause I don't, count it as part of the album i count it as like an extra kind of like the dogs eating dogs with neighborhoods just a, a release afterwards yeah i agree the parking lot fantastic song hey i'm sorry though that song i knew from the year even before the deluxe edition was released because it was the japanese bonus track on california which japanese bonus tracks is a rant for a whole nother day i have but when i heard that i was livid but they did not put that on there. Yeah. And so when I heard it was coming out on the deluxe edition, I was so happy. It's one of their top tier songs. I was probably top five Blink song for me. Uh, having said that, I will say I understand why people may not, uh, you know, like the album so much they're old school blink fans they grew up with the original you know the original three the original blink albums i i get it but it's a fun album it, when you even if you remove the band this, this is how i like to look at things sometimes 
pick the band's name away from everything, it is an incredible album. You know, it's, for me, controversial time, number one. This was my number one Blink-182 album. Wow. <laughs> Not counting the deluxe, I will say that. Um, oh, okay. Well, as I can't believe I'm saying this, but we're on the same page. Like it's my number one as well. Like I kid you, I kid you not. It's like, it's just, it's, it's just so good. It's so Kyle. I don't know what's going on right now, but it's brilliant. Everything about it. The the production sounds great. You know, and again, say what you want about Feldman being a co-writer and putting na-na's in the songs. The production on it sounds great. It, It sounds good as an album. Even the album artwork, it's cool. The tour for it, I saw them on this tour uh, with A Day to Remember and All Time Low, and it was great. They sounded great. Like I said, Matt does a great job. They, he had such big shoes to fill, trying to live up to Tom, and he not only met those goals, like met that challenge, he exceeded it for me. I, I had more fun seeing them with Matt than I did with Tom, and he sounded better live than Tom ever did. Uh, this was such a great like time period for the band and such a great time to be a Blink-22 fan. And it, to me, it's number one. That could also just be, you know, nostalgia for that summer when it came out. It's such a good like time period. And it's just a fun time. But this album, like when it came out, it like blew away my expectations, especially after hearing Bored to Death, which I would put in like, mid-tier of the album for me so i was like i went into it with like not high expectations so when that came out i was like whoa this album kicks ass yeah no i i hear you it was just i i was blown this is the album that got me like made me go back to other blink 182 stuff but put it this way this album came out the same year as revolution radio by green day yes this was my album of the year I, Revolution Radio is one of my top, like, probably top three Green Day albums. Top three albums by my favorite band of all time. This album beat that out problem of the year this year. Those are big words. <laughs> big words. Those are big words. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm looking at rankings now, and uh, we both have number four left open. So I'm assuming hey. that we both have the same number four in their eighth studio album titled nine what wait wait just, just, just making sure what i what i said correctly what did i say for my number five five you had untitled okay i on my on my notes i had it all like on my notes i had my set it messed up but yeah my number five was the untitled because I, I i was okay. typing it up as we went along i wanted to make sure we were good but yeah my number four is nine yeah the eighth studio album, nine. This is weird. I it has bothered me ever since they uh, they announced it back in the day. But you know, it's an all right album. I don't like it. It's not one of my favorites. Yeah. But it's not bad. You know what I mean? It's just kind of there. 
Uh, I think there's anything like really to say much about it. I just it, it was them trying to experiment again. Basically, it, yeah. I mean, it took the fun out of California and went, you know, more dark songs. Sorry, um, but really, back to the name thing. Mark Hopps's reasoning for it was that uh, some fans think Buddha is an album. Some fans think the Mark, Tom, and Travis show was an album. It's a live album. doesn't count. Buddha was demos. I don't count that. And then some people count the California Deluxe as an album. If it was an album, it wouldn't have been Deluxe on California. This is their album. I don't know why they did this. And it's going to bother me forever that their eighth album is titled Nine. But the songs are there. The songs are good. This, I think, to me, I think the best way I can describe this is this is what the the current iteration, current lineup of Blink-182, this is their version of the untitled album. It's darker, more experimental. Also, I want to point out Look at this crazy amount of writers that they have now compared to back in the day when it would just be a couple people. Yeah, or even California. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's the first four songs, it starts off so well. The first four songs are so good. Then it kind of falls apart in the middle, in my opinion, anyway. And then, uh, picks up again that I really wish I hated you through no heart to speak of and then just kind of fizzles out at the end I mean highlights for me personally pin the grenade is again top tier blink song amazing yeah. uh, I really wish I hated you love that and heaven is really good that said the first four songs are very good uh, they they're fun you know even if the lyrics are a little bit darker they're fun like they still sound fun they're upbeat the first time is very reminiscent of feeling this, especially like the intro of it. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what I got to say. First initial thoughts. Uh, what do you think on that? I tend to agree with you on most of the point. I think, like you said, the first four songs I think are great as well. I completely agree with you on that. I, I know that you said that the um, the middle section got a little rough. I, I I like blame it on blame it on my youth. I like gener- the 49 seconds of generational divide personally. That's me. That's my personal like forte. I really wish I hated you. I thought it was great as well. I thought it was good. You know, Pin the grenade, of course. Standout blank track, of course. Um, I for some reason, um, on some emo shit and remember to forget me stand out in my mind for some reason. I'm not sure why, but they just do. So I'll I'll just say my low points of this album were blaming on my youth, uh, black rain, and remember to forget me. Uh, uh- Blame on my youth being the lead single of this album. Like it let me down so much when I heard that. Yeah. Because it didn't, it's also not representative of what the album is. I will say that. Uh, when I heard that, I was worried. It's like, oh, so this is what we're getting. Then I think, I think Generational Divide was released after that. And that kind of was like a, came off as like a big middle finger to everyone that didn't like Blame It on My Youth. Yeah, which 
you know, I totally get it. But at the same time, how can you go from having such a fun album like California and then put this out and expect a good reception? But I don't know. It just it was just a low point for me. I skip it a lot. Um, Black Rain, I I skip to a lot. And then same thing. Remember to forget me. I just it's never. I didn't think it was a very memorable album closer. Uh, I do like on some emo shit. You mentioned that one. That one is good. But it, what I really wanted, and they didn't give it to him. There's not. He's yet to get it since he's been in the band. A Matt Skiba solo song. He has not had a song where he's done 100 percent of the lyrics on. And I thought we were gonna get that on Dark Side, and it just didn't happen. But I mean, that's nothing. Nothing great. It's a pretty middle of the road album to me. It's it's there. The good songs are good. The other songs are eh. I wouldn't say there's anything like truly like terrible on the album. Just some things that I skip, you know. And generational divide, it, it's good. It's a nice like fun punk song. Yeah. Really all I got to say on it for, you know, right now. You have anything else you want to add on it? No, I mean I think I said what I had to say to be honest with you. I think I'm all I'm all said and done with it. I mean, that's where I stand. I mean, I like it overall. I mean, it, would I put it like, is it terrible? No. Is it great? No. But I, I like it overall. That's me. It, it's an album. You know, yeah. like it, at the end of the day, it's it didn't add anything. Like It's back to them experimenting, but it's not, they didn't experiment badly like they did with neighborhoods. It's just there. You know, it has some classic what i would you know consider classic sounding blink and then it has some yeah yeah some like new i see what you were going for but it's didn't really work that great like ransom not big into that that was a weird transition like in the middle of the song uh i don't know it just seems all over the place i think that they could have done more with it and then they had that whole Thing afterwards, they talked about releasing an EP of collaborations with people after, and that never happened. I don't know if that was, you know, COVID made that not happen or something. I'm not really sure. Right. Uh, we did get shortly after this that horrendous version of What's My Age Again, I believe it was, featuring Lil Wayne. Oh my God. It was really bad. Uh, there is, however, a, I don't know if it ever, it never officially came out. I do believe part of it leaked. I don't know if the full song ever did, but they had recorded a version of I Really Wish I Hated You featuring Miley Cyrus. That was interesting. I remember hearing a snippet of that at some point. I'm glad it didn't make the album, though. I I just prefer Blink as just them. I'm not too big into, like, when they do features. Uh, You know, they haven't really done it much. Neither am I. But... I'm not as huge into features in general. I, like when I would listen to a band, I generally just want to hear the band. So I'm glad that didn't happen. I mean, yeah. since this album, they've been pretty quiet. And, you know, Mark had his cancer battle. And, you know, luckily he's doing fine now. Uh, I think the only thing they did after this album was that quarantine song. Yeah. Which I think was pretty bad. I that? didn't like. I think it came off really cringy. The lyrics aren't great. But, you know, at least we got something. Yeah, no, I, I got you. So, but, that, that, so all that being said, 
How would we rank our list? Let me stop sharing my screen so you can share your screen, right? Yes, let me get this. Let me just, so that, that is our, our lineup of Blink-182 stuff for all you guys out there. Let's see. Where did it go? Hmm. All right. I'll share it this way. I saved it another way, but I can't seem to find it now. So. One second, bud. Yep. You got it? Yep. I got it right here. Let's do monster work. There we go. There we go. So this is our list. So our lists are super, way more similar than I thought. Uh, and this was this is not rehearsed. This was uh, is not planned. Completely come, came up with on our own here. Number one, California. Number two, Enema of the State. Three, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Four, nine, five, Untitled. Six, that's the one we differed on. Six for you, you had Dude Ranch. I put Neighborhoods. I think that's a fair interchange there. Yep. Seven, you had Neighborhoods. I put Dude Ranch. And then eight, Cheshire Cat. And I think that that's... I'm glad we agree. Because usually people think I'm crazy with my ranking on these albums. No, uh, I, yeah, I agree. Too. Well, it's the same way. <laughs> it holds up well. I mean, this is... I'm really surprised that we practically did the same list, which is actually really funny. And we, for the record, we did not plan that out at all. It was just, we just did no. that naturally. No, yeah, this is just, you know, throughout the past couple of days, you know, listened and made my ranking. And uh, we didn't discuss it beforehand. We just went through it and uh, ended up with almost the same ranking. And That's I actually did amazing. consider putting neighborhoods at seven on mine, but I decided to go with six. Yeah, well, I uh, I think that wraps up for this week's episode of Career Retrospectives. I mean, this there's the list. I mean, it stands out to me. It stands out to him. But ultimately, it's what you guys have to say. Jump down in the comment section below. Share your thoughts on Blink One Eighty Two with us. And uh, yeah, if you uh, have any other comments, concerns, you can always contact us and comment below and share your thoughts with us. So thank you so much, Kyle, for doing this again. We'll have to do it again next week, of course. And uh, we'll, we'll figure that out when we go from there. So, uh, yeah, so that's going to do it for us, guys. Thank you so much for letting us uh, share some Blink-182 love with you guys. All right. I'm going to we're going to sign off now and we'll see you guys next week. All right. Here we go. See you.